It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz, the 17th of January. What does everybody do well? Let's focus on that moving forward. Draft deadline is around the corner. We'll start looking at players that you're interested in. Evan Fournier is today's focus. Plus, the Wednesday NBA 5. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. It is Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you have not participated yet in our Draft Wednesdays, they are super, super fun. Uh, I'll tell you more about them in a second, but I forgot to tell you who I am. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast about the Utah Jazz, bringing you insight, expertise, a little bit of a look behind the curtains, and geeky numbers. So thanks very much for tuning in, and anybody who has taken the time to give us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere else, it's much appreciated. Uh, so Draft is an app, or you can do it just at Draft.com. I'm actually now playing, doing it for golf with my buddies, um, in which we have a little fantasy league, three or four friends, and it's daily fantasy, but the best part of fantasy is the draft, uh, and so you actually get to have a draft every day. So today, if you're playing draft, you'd play all the games. Uh, you'd play all the games that are with all the games going on. You'd have a lot of players to choose from. Should be pretty. It's a pretty fun night. Um, and actually, you can do it for football for the AFC Championship weekend would, or NFC Championship weekend. Kind of a fun way to do it if you have one person you go head to head. So anyway, it's draft. Download it. Look at it. L O J A Z Z is your promo code and. Uh, I'll launch a game out there and and get you guys involved. I'm not allowed to play daily basketball fantasy, uh, which is kind of silly considering the fact we all are doing it anyway, but I'm not allowed to. So I'll set up a game. You guys can win the Lockdown Jazz Championship, but I will not uh, be in that one. Uh, if you want to be in our golf league, you probably can do that. Or if you want to be in my football league, you probably can do that this weekend. All right, let's get to the show right away. Let's get it rolling. Uh, the... Really, yesterday we made I made the comment that um, you know I think it's an excite I think it's an exciting time moving forward. That really, to some extent, what we have is these two incredible pieces in Gobert and in Mitchell. And you know, when Rudy comes back, I I think you almost end up playing matching Donovan and Rudy for their minutes together. Let them learn each other. The the next one that jumps out to me is let's who fits and matches and works with Donovan and Rudy. And one thing that happens in the NBA is when you're a great team like the Warriors, you get a guy like Sean Livingston who in his past stops, people liked him, but he's too heavy mid-range and he has no three-point range and and he's not a great passer. And because he's not, you're not on a very good team, all the negatives show up. The Ian Clark was on that team. 
Ian Clark is too small to play shooting guard, doesn't handle the ball well enough to play point guard. But you know what he does well? He, he shoots it, and they just had him shoot it. And Sean Livingston, what he does well is he plays long, good defense, can switch, and he uh, play, has that little post game. And they let him do that. And, you know, Igudala at that stage of his career when he went there had been criticized for not being good enough to be a number one guy in the lead the lead piece and remember he was going to get a max contract from Sacramento and he wasn't you know he couldn't carry late games and so they they just accentuated what he did well that's easy to do when you have Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Steph and Clay Thompson and then they added Kevin Durant it's hard to do when you're who the Jazz are right now it's really hard to do in fact the opposite happens and that's how you become worse and that's how you become kind of what's going on right now is you become less good as the year goes on because guys are overstretching what they're trying to do. And so I think there's a point where you have to look at you, you can, we should look at what do each of these guys do well rather than what do they not do well. So Rodney, I think, is at the forefront here. So we Rodney's been asked to be the number one scorer to start the year. Probably not a great match for him. I'm not, I'm not sure that's who he is. He doesn't go to the free throw line enough to do that. So we've been saying I've been saying, I'll take it, Rodney needs to go to the free throw line more. Well, as I watch Rodney try to go to the free throw line more, I've watched him destroy his game. His mid-range game is way off. He's diving into players uh, whenever he takes a shot, trying to draw a foul rather than just taking a regular shot, which he's a really good shooter. Um, I've watched him drive to the basket almost recklessly with no intention of making a shot, but instead of trying so obsessed with make getting contact and drawing fouls. What does Rodney do? Rodney is an elite level off the bounce three point shooter, one of the best in the league. He's a pretty close to elite level catch and shoot three point shooter. He's unique in the sense that he takes that three point shot from the top. His other things he does really well is he gets his shots off. He's so long. He's got that. He can get his shot off. There's a real value to that. And I think maybe we should be trying to accentuate what Rodney Hood does well. Rodney Hood might not be a primary scorer. We put Rodney Hood. We kept doing this with Alec Burks, by the way. Over the years, this is, I'm just only using us, everyone does these things. There, there might be an argument that, you, so you take Rodney, and, well, he's a scorer, so we'll take him off the bench if Donovan's the primary. Maybe you should play with Donovan. Find out if that works. Catch and shoot guy, Donovan's unbelievable at throwing passes. I mean, Rodney Hood is really not that far off. He's a better C.J. Miles. He's a better. If you if you kind of run who Rod if Rodney's shot composition, which he's trying to change, but I think maybe negatively. To who what Rodney's shot composition is. I I don't think that Rodney is Gary Harris. Okay, I just don't. Uh. Is he a Contavious Caldwell Pope? Maybe. Hopefully he's a little better. See Jody Meeks? Better. Same shooting, same shot composition, frankly. 
Um, Meeks actually goes to the free throw line a lot more. So, you know, if you look around and try to find guys who take 40% of their shots as their shooting guards and take 40% of their shots as threes, we'll call it 38 just because, right, and go to the free throw line less than 7% of their possessions, you can find a shot composition of who Rodney Hood is. Those players are J.R. Smith, Rodney Hood, Malik Monk, Kyle Korver, Clay Thompson, Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington's not a bad comp. I'd love to have the way Wayne Ellington's playing. Tony Snell, Alan Crabb, Wesley Matthews. Some good players here. Danny Green. That's the shot. Danny Green goes to the free throw line 2.2% of his possessions. Wow. That's the shot composition that is Rodney Hood. Let's let him be that. Let's accentuate that. That's what he's good at. To me, if you're going to do that, maybe you play more with Donovan. And then late in the shot clock, you know, he can he can he can get it get that shot if he needs it in the mid-range. Ricky Rubio. What does he do well? It's not shooting. Right? It's not. So let's stop asking that. Do, can, and, and it's not that we have, it's not that like our coaches are doing anything wrong when I'm saying this. It's as we look forward, how do they complement our team? So Rubio's 6'4. He's a long, good defender. He's switchable defensively. He's got great hands. He averages a steal and a half a game. He plays with incredible passion. Plays really, really hard. He's a fabulous guy. He's the one who was leading the, the group out of the hotel last night of Udo and Gobert and Ingles and who else? About five or six of them, all, Neto, all going to dinner together last night. Like there's he, he's That's what he does. He plays really, okay, That's there's value to that. In what role? Not sure. Because at some point, you also have to figure out what position Donovan plays. Like, that's the other the flip side of this is we're talking about how these things all complement Donovan and Rudy. And right now, the Gobert, you know, it's we, we will get to see it again here soon. The Gobert-Rubio pick-and-roll scuffled. Now, did the Gobert pick-and-roll, Rudy-Rubio pick-and-roll scuffle because... Of the spacing with favors, because the pick and roll with favors struggled the exact same. What's interesting is to go back and look and see whether or not Rubio, maybe Rubio is a pick and pop point guard, right? We've watched him all year. He does not throw that lob very well. Okay, well, that's fine. What maybe the reason is because what he did really well was that he th- threw the lob well. And if we if we dig back into the old numbers, we would find out that this guy is actually a pick and, that he's a pick and pop guy, point guard. And maybe he's really, really good at that. It's worth wondering. Last year with Carl Anthony Towns, his pick and roll is a point nine seven five, which is really good. With Gorgie Zhang, who's not as good a pick and pop guy, it was a point eight five nine. With Wiggins, it was good. To pick and roll last year was pretty good. You know, I don't know if I have the capability to go back to Kevin Love 
era. But maybe we'd find out that with Kevin Love, you've got him as a much as a as a guy, though he did pretty well at Pekovic too. So what does he do well? That that's kind of my my point today. Let, let's and, and we're gonna continue. We're gonna run down the list here. Uh and look at them. I do want to let you know that at Murdoch Chevy right now, they've got 1.99% financing going on. Uh, they've partnered with Golden West Credit Union. This is only going on until January 20th. And at Murdoch Chevy, they have 1.99% financing. Plus, the Silverado truck, which I'm driving right now, it is it is something else. I got It has been such an enjoyable experience to drive. I never knew what driving a truck was like. It's like just putting a living room on top of tires. It's the most comfortable, relaxing, quiet, driving experience. In fact, it was funny. Here, Actually, this is a great. My daughter was doing a 7th grade iPhone uh, movie that they have to do. She has an iPhone, iPad, uh, pictures and movie class that she's taking. And she has to do a five-minute movie. So she's doing the day in the life of a play-by-play announcer. So she's putting her class to sleep. And so she followed me on Monday at the game to do that and she said hey could we drive the truck down because it's so quiet i can interview you in the in the truck so we took the truck down because she's sitting there doing interviews with me because it's that quiet and that peaceful inside the truck chevy is the great brand 90 murdoch's been selling it for 90 plus a year they've got the best lineup all the trucks in the suv lineup all the way from the suburban to the Equinox, to the tracks, just terrific. Stop by out in Woods Cross. It's Murdoch Chevy with 1.99% financing for the next three days if you're out there. Tell Tyson I say hi when you stop by. Murdoch Chevy at out right on Woods Cross, right off the freeway. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because, let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Sorry for that little story there. The all right, so let's continue. Joe Ingles. We know Joe Ingles does a lot of things great, right? We Joe Ingles passes the ball, runs the pick and roll well, uh, super leader, gives you eighty-two games, huge value. Uh, Ab gives you a hundred percent great spot-up shooter, become a good off-the-bounce shooter. Not a high-volume shooter. Like, what does he not do well? 
You know one of the things he might not do well? He might not do well playing 30 minutes every single night. Right? We're watching right now, and he has is this guy gives so much of himself, has worked so hard to be able to do this, and he's on empty right now. In the last six games, he's shooting 36% from the field and 27% from three, but you can see it. But what does he do? He gives you a crooked box score every night. He can play the two, he can play the three, he can play the four. You know what? He's a perfect, perfect sixth, seventh guy off your bench. Does he fit with where we're going in the future? Absolutely. Does he fit where we're going as your starting shooting guard, as your tar- starting small forward? I don't know. I don't know if I think that's the best role for him. Does it, is he better off coming off the bench, closing games for you, playing some of the minutes against secondary guys, coming with that that fight and that tenacity and messing up the game? And I'm sure you know. I'm sure he thinks he's a starter, right? I mean. He's played 43 games this year. He started all of them. He's done pretty well. He's averaging nine points, four rebounds, four assists. But, and and he's probably right. On the other end, last year he started 26 games and he was great. Played 24 minutes a night and he was great. And maybe that's a better role for him. Maybe that's what he does well. He does a lot of things well. Right? That's, that's I think, the, so how do you use him with his passing and his good, he's a good rebounder. He's a nice defensive player, and he plays the angles right, and he leads the team well. How do you how do you accentuate those things? What do they do right? What does Royce O'Neal do right? Do well? What do they do well? It's interesting. Seems to be a really good rebounder for his position. Plays hard, runs the floor, has a little bit in practice. Yesterday in practice, I would tell you, has was pretty darn was pretty great yesterday in practice. Um, has the ability to rebound and go, which I don't think we've seen. Uh, defends hard. Let's watch as he as he plays more and against more marquee guys. Let's see what that defensive level is. Um, I like his cutting. I like his rebounding. So he's a really nice complimentary player. So he's an NBA rotation player. Can he shoot? Let's find out. Time's going to tell on that one. He's going to get extended minutes here for an extended period of time. See if he can find a rhythm. Right? Right now he's at 38% and 35% for the season. Okay? And if he can't shoot, then that becomes problematic. But we're beginning to see the things that he does well as a player. He might be a really nice compliment to a Rodney Hood, a really nice compliment to a Donovan Mitchell. Well, t- let's give him some time. Let's see, you know, in the last four games, he's shooting 48% from the field and 36% from three because he got hot one day. I think he went three for three and he's one of eight otherwise. Give him some time. A lot of good signs, right? He's averaging five rebounds and eight points while playing 15 minutes a night. Impact off the bench. Might do something well. That would that fits into a roster. If you don't have three others of those guys, right? Like, gotta, let's be a little honest. That, that's not that different than Joe Ingles in some ways. And you, you've got to make sure you don't have five of them because then you're not good, right? you got the <laughs> So there's a roster balance here. But let's accentuate what guys do well. 
Joe Johnson. Probably not a long-term future piece, right? Let's be honest. Joe would probably like to play for a contender for the rest of this season. We'll see if the Jazz can find him one. See if he can find one. But So we probably can move move past that one a little bit. How about uh, Tabo Cephalosius Hurt? We have another year for his guy. That's... He he fits into a lot of the same mold of both Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles, and so a little bit gets into the same kind of question, but he plays a little bit more of the four. He's an incredible leader. I, I tipped my hat to Jonas yesterday at practice. Jonas was talking more than I've ever heard him at practice yesterday, um, which I think was a sign that he understood Tabo was gone and that he needs to pick up that, that, that void. That void is huge. The leadership void of Tabo Cephalosha is enormous. Uh, Tabo will be having knee surgery today. We wish him the best. Uh, and is out for the season. Uh, that that leadership void is is just mammoth. It's just absolutely mammoth. Um, but you know, so what does what does Jonas do? Jonas has proven that he's a good three point shooter. He's a stretch boy. He plays really hard. In fact, I've heard people talk about the fact that he plays so hard he can't play extended minutes. Fine. Maybe that sells us something. You know, right now he's our starting power forward. He has started 16 games this year. Since his first year in the league, when he started 73 and tore his Achilles, he had started 21. Maybe he, maybe because he plays so hard, he's not, he's not a regular starting four. But is he a backup stretch for? I still think he can he can play a little bit of that five in a small lineup. He he plays hard, he moves the ball, he wants to do well. He's a good he's become a very good three point shooter. He's pretty interesting. Played twenty one percent of his minutes as Boston as a center. He played about eleven minutes this year for us there, they say. He's been kind of playing. It's a pretty unique player. What does he do well? Versatile, shoots the three well, moves, plays really hard. Adds a little bit of a toughness factor, too. Can get into it with you a little bit. All right? How does that fit? Maybe it does. Maybe that fits. Epe Udo. Oh. What is he? He's showing us everything this year, right? Superb defensive players can play both back and up on the pick and roll. Limited offensively, better have some offensive players around him. Showing a little bit more prowess, shooting and scoring. And range is three feet, right? He's not playing outside three feet offensively. Block shots, plays super hard. Wonderful guy, crazy bright. Pretty, pretty probably good worldly figure to have in your locker room. His book club last night on Underground Railroad on line was just terrific. Below average rebounder. Really pretty poor rebounder. Like his rebounding percentage for the year is at 9.8%. So if you're going to play him as your backup center, you better have some other guys around the rebound, like a Royce O'Neal, as you complement a roster. you pro- you got to have some other rebounders around because Udo Udo's not an elite rebounder. So, but let's talk about what he does well, right? He blocks the shots. He's a huge steal rate. 7% block rate right now. It's incredible. 
When defense is good when he's on the floor, his defense plus minus, box plus minus is terrific. He's 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 a great third big, and he's a, probably a really good second big. And, he, and frankly, with Tony Bradley upcoming, he's probably perfect to have on your roster as your secondary big behind Rudy. Because you know what? Rudy's playing 35 minutes a night, so you're you're only getting a guy who plays 13. Now, to the point, whatever you're doing with your back, your secondary lineup, you better have some good rebounders, Ron. If you're if you're using him, how did right? But let's let him let's let him talk about what he does well, and that's where I think as much as Quinn can for the rest of this season, can he put guys in a position of what they do well? I think I got everyone. Faves didn't talk about faves. It's an interesting question. What does Faves do well now? Gaines tough on him right now. So he's unbelievable finisher around the basket. Pro- elite level, right? One of the top five finishers around the basket. Good pick and roll pocket player. Defensively, not sure where he fits. Always been a great weak side defender, help rim protector. The game is eliminated that. Only team that's still kind of getting away with that somehow is Golden State defensively with Durant and Draymond. Their speed allows them to help side defense. But the spread floor of the NBA in four out has taken away the best attributes of Derek Favors' defense. Derek had three steals the other night, two blocks. That's not, I mean, he is still a good defender. His bat, let me rephrase that, the best attributes of his defense. So, what, Derek's a good pick and pop, roll pocket player. He's a great finisher around the rim. Those are the things he's, you know, he's a big elite level. Those are the things he does well. Does that, that may not compliment, right? Because if you're complimenting Rudy and Donovan, that, that may not compliment. A.B., great rebounder. Great rebounder for his position. The other things right now are not going well for him. I didn't talk about A.B. I mean, the last 10 games, A.B. is 32% from the field and 24% from three. I think that might even be high after his two for seven the other night. And then there's Neto. Runs the team beautifully, calm, plays super hard, maybe too hard for his own well-being. What is Dante? And then there's Dante. What does Dante do? Plays with speed. Gets up and down the floor. Long, switchable defensively. Might be a perfect compliment to Donovan. We'll hopefully find out. All right, that's just my thoughts. But I think that's a focus a little bit of what do these guys do well? And do their skills that they do well complement Donovan and Rudy? Slow the flow, baby. Slow the flow. I think it likes to be a pickup line. Hey. No, actually, that's going to get bad. That was going in the wrong direction. It just sounds cool. Slow the flow. Slow the flow, for those who are new to the show and listening for the first time, is our good friends want us to be, at slow the flow, want us to be WER All-Stars. Water efficiency rating, get the All-Stars. So, slow the flow. Leaks in your home cost money and waste water, so easy to fix. They can save 10% of your water bill. 
right? Check your toilet for leaks. That can save up to 90 gallons a day. Showers. I know. It's killing all of us. It's killing all of us. Every time I do this, now you're in the shower, like the decadent time of the day, hot water, relaxing. Nobody can bother you. Someone talks to you, pretend you can't hear them. And now I'm telling you, you're supposed to get out in under five minutes. I know. You save a big deal, though. Right? Even during the winter, it's important to conserve water. You can learn more at slowtheflow.org. I'm actually proud to partner with Slow the Flow. I, we, I'm having fun with this today. But I, I think, it, you know, if we can do this and if, imagine if we all did this and we reduced our water rate by 25% as a what it would do, the value of what that is. Find out more at slowtheflow.org. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. All right, this has always been our segment where we do NBA 5 around the other playoff teams. Um, feels a little hollow right now, but I still think it's interesting to watch the rest of the West and what's going on. New Orleans last night got a mammoth win. They won in overtime in Boston uh, pretty impressively. So they have suddenly opened a road trip, which was probably going to be a bit season-defining, in New York, in Boston, and won both. Uh, and the reason it was season-defining is because of the mis- they they had gone they had this little stretch they had this stretch here of easy of easy games where they went Memphis, Portland, Knicks, Boston, Atlanta, Memphis, Chicago, Charlotte. And the only tough one in there is was Boston. But they lost to Memphis to start it. They then beat Portland. They beat the Knicks in overtime. They won last night in overtime. They're, you know, you get in a close game with them, New Orleans, they're probably pretty tough with those two big boys. And now their stretch is at Atlanta, which they should win. Tonight, though, you can play draft on that one. Uh, Memphis... Chicago, Charlotte, pretty easy stretch for them. They should stretch out here. Anthony Davis, who always has these mammoth days like he did today, is having a better season, is having the best season of his career. Uh, So New Orleans is trending impressively up. Denver, on the other hand, might be doing the opposite. Denver at 23 and 21, currently in eighth, 
has the same kind of schedule thing right now where they should make hay, and they've done the opposite. They opened, They played Phoenix. They had a stretch of Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, three wins, Golden State, Atlanta, Memphis, San Antonio, Dallas, Clippers, Phoenix. Like, really pretty soft stretch. They opened it up with two wins, all felt good. Then they dropped three in a row. They beat Memphis, lost to San Antonio, and struggled last night to get by Dallas. They're 23-21 and and may just be a 500 team. They play at L.A. against the Clippers tonight, who are all fired up. We'll see who they have for players. Then they are home against Phoenix, Portland, New York, Dallas. So they, they, they can still run this thing out here for a little while. But if Denver doesn't win five in a row or something, the way San Antonio could win five in a row, then or New Orleans could run five in a row, there's a real separation. Obviously, Minnesota's now up to third. Or they lost last night, so they're not third anymore. Oklahoma City has stretched it out by not a great, not as much as we all think. By the way, Denver's schedule late gets tough. The Oklahoma City is feasting on bad teams. Their last four wins are the Lakers, Clippers, Hornets, and Kings. They don't play a lot of great teams coming up here, but they start getting very road heavy. In February, Oklahoma City starts a stretch where they they play kind of three road, one home, two road, two home, three road, one home, three. There's a fatigue factor that's going to hit Oklahoma City in February and March that's worth keeping an eye on. As these all positions all shuffle out. And then Portland, who's currently at seventh and kind of just doing the 500 thing, is interesting. Last night, they did something they haven't done before. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum played all their minutes together last night. They beat Phoenix, Phoenix is terrible, to break a three-game losing streak, which were all road games. They've had a brutal schedule, fatigue-wise. Three on the road, two at home, four on the road. Now they're home for a few. But they have struggled at home. And they've been playing 500 ball for a long time. In fact, below 500 since December 1st. So I'm not sure who they are. And their schedule lightens up a little bit and then gets brutal to end the year. And the crazy story of the Western Conference playoff situation is the Clippers have won five in a row. I love that team. Remember, I had them as a top four team at the beginning of the year. I didn't have them having this kind of injuries. But they are suddenly won five in a row. They're 22 and 21. And they're, they might just be good. I mean, they're still crippled with injuries, and they – they might be good. They were 13 and 19. They have now won nine of their last 11. They're not great wins. They're Kings, Lakers, Hornets, Grizzlies, Hawks, Warriors, good win. Kings, Kings, Rockets. But that that they haven't dropped any bad ones. They play Denver tonight. They play us after a few days off at home on Saturday on our back end, of, or Friday on our back end of our back-to-back. Or maybe they're Saturday and the Knicks are Friday. And they have a brutal stretch here. So let's watch them. They play Denver at Utah, Minnesota, Boston, then Memphis, not brutal. New Orleans, Portland, tough stretch. 
All right, that is your NBA 5. That is Locked on Jazz today. Hope you're doing great. Have fun. Get some buddies together and play draft today. You'll enjoy it. Promo code LOJAZZ. It is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday... We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.